Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We're speaking today to the management of Margot Resources. They're an organic gold project based in BC, Canada. We talk with Tyler Rice, the CEO, who talks about the financing, their plans for next year, and the maiden resource, which was announced last week, plus some members of the team, including Linda Caron, the VP of Exploration, who give us an update from the field. Hey, Tyler, how are you? Excellent. And yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. It's been, it's been a while since we uh, spoke. Just wanted to catch up and sort of see how things are going. You know, this, we, we like this. It's one of our favorite, you know, smaller exploration stories in Canada. Noticed that you've got a couple of things had come up. Um, obviously, you've updated the historic resource like you said you would. And also there's this uh, race. Can you tell us a bit, little bit about what's going on? Seems to be quite busy. Oh, absolutely. Very busy indeed. We're very excited about the recent announcement with regards to our 1 million ounce resource at 8.7 cutoff, which results in an average grade of 1.3, sorry, 1.43 grams per ton. In addition to that, we recently announced the financing of $750,000, which will go towards our winter season of interpreting our field season data that was obtained by Casey and Linda. Oh, fantastic. So um, I think we've arranged to speak with Casey and Linda later. So we're going to catch up with them and find out what's been going on in the field. But um, when you say, you know, what else is the money going to be used for? You know, um, obviously look, looking at some of the samples that you've picked up during the summer is great. But what else are you doing in terms of driving that share price? Because I know that's, you know, since we last spoke, you're at five cents, you're now up to nine cents. So things are moving in the right direction. But, you know, what, what are you continuing to do on that front? Absolutely. In this bull run that we're seeing for gold and uh, an expected continued run for the price of gold, having two major properties in a safe jurisdiction in British Columbia, uh, Canada, one being in the south at the Sheep Creek and one being in the north at the Cassiar property, which have both been identified by uh, Dr. Murray Allen's report through BC Geoscience as comparables to Barkerville from a geological plumbing perspective. Most recently, we focused our field season up at the Cassiar property, which is 60,000 hectares of land. Yeah. We inherited a substantial amount of data and our field crews went through the data. They went out to the field and not only did they look at the work that was done previously, they expanded the thinking of lower grade bulk tonnage type deposits within the past high grade, high grade veins. And so Linda and Casey will speak directly to that and the mm. excite the excitement from our geos is second to none yeah no no i i'm looking forward to that conversation because i mean we spoke with steve Latwin uh, a couple of months ago he was really excited about what you got steve Latwin over i am gold he's really excited about what's going on here i think he compared you guys to you know early stage of cisco so you know that's kind of high praise indeed which is again why we're following this story um can I just sort of ask about market conditions? Obviously, last couple of months, gold has moved. So finally, it's gone. I think that's clearly going to have an impact for gold producers. Has it, has it done much for you guys as sort of junior explorers? Some of the sentiment that has come out of Beaver Creek recently is that the momentum that we've seen for the run-up of the majors hasn't quite hit the junior sector yet. Mm. And so we are in a right position with the announcement of our resource to get consumed by that vacuum that's going to be coming down the pipe as the communication of the successes in the gold space contribute in 
the, the mainstream me media. And with majors calling for 2000 gold and, and beyond, there's, there's going to be that vacuum that we're going to get sucked up into. Yeah, I, I, I guess you kind of got to work out where you fit in, fit in the cycle. Are you going to hit this gold cycle or you're preparing yourself for the next gold cycle? And I, I guess your data analysis will tell you that. And um, there was one project which I was really excited about when we spoke last, which was this tailings project, right? So you had something like 600,000 tons of tailings. And I think previous data suggested it was, you know, circa a gram or just over a gram. Have you managed to move that forward any, or has that not been a focus for you? For, for the field season this year, that wasn't a primary focus. We continue to evaluate that as a near-term cash flow opportunity. Mm. And that's going to be part of our winter work uh, from a permitting perspective to evaluate that launch uh, in the next couple of years. So what, Right, so next couple of years. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting strategy if you think about the amount of money that's sitting there on the surface ready to go. I and mean, what, what, what are the things you need to look at to make that decision? I mean, I appreciate you've got to fit it in around available money that you've got today to be able to do that, finding strategic partners to be able to maybe do that and working out what the plan is. But it just seems to be a lot of money to be left on, on, on the ground. Absolutely. But relative to proving up a 43101 compliant resource of 1 million ounces, which definitely migrates us into a new category, that was our primary focus. And there is further associated low-hanging fruit around that that will position us for a bigger picture uh, opportunity as we see this uh, rising gold price. Uh, we continue to work on that initiative and the focus there is looking at the recoverability of that historically uh, processed material. Right, so w when do we expect to hear some news about how you're gonna move that forward? Over this winter. Over this winter, season. awesome, okay. And then I guess with 60,000 hectares to uh, go and explore this, <laughs> there is the, this need to maybe do a second, like a fight, I know you're doing a financing now, but you are gonna have to go back out to market at some point, presumably next year at some point uh, after, the, after the winter analysis. Have you any sort of sense of how much money you think you're going to need to raise for that? Or is that a... We haven't finalized the budget for next season because we've gotten so many new opportunities and targets that have been identified from this field season. Yeah. And so as we get the assays back from the chip sampling, soil samples, other field work that's been conducted, then we can articulate the drill program uh, for next season. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I I managed to catch Linda briefly on a, on a call. She seems very very excited about what's going on up there, discoveries every day. Um, well, like Tali, thanks very much for that update. Um, do stay in touch with us. We're kind of keen to see how this goes. Um, you know, you, you're you're one of the the smaller companies that we look at, but you know, very very exciting story. And like I say, you're you're delivering for shareholders. You've got to keep doing that. And um, I'd like to sort of understand how you're going to keep doing that by uh, keeping us up to date. Appreciate your time. Absolutely, Matthew. And uh, just a few parting words here. Uh, having a million ounce resource in a bull market, having strong supporters such as Steve Letwin, who will be participating in this financing, uh, and having a resource up north at Cassiar property that has so much infrastructure. One of the new discoveries is 30 meters from our camp, which means it's 30 meters off of Highway 37. Our field crews literally walked to that location from our office. And the opportunity is 
so great. And I look forward to your uh, conversation with Linda and Casey because they'll give you a geological firsthand. Bottom line, I would say outstanding potential, huge upside potential. The thing that sticks with me most is the size and the strength of the gold system there. Literally 15 kilometers over one mountain range, through the valley, up another mountain range, and you're still in the same mineralizing system. Not that it's mineralized absolutely everywhere in that 15 kilometers, but you can see that you're still part of that same system. We're not just looking at the gold veins. That's a nice little upgrade, but we're looking at, we want to see a big system. It's going to have lower grades, but it's going to be more exciting because it's bigger and it's shallow and it's it's got these exciting quartz veins that have gold in them um, all through, but that's that's an upgrade, that's a sweetener. There's a really good system there and they have a ton of data that's in pretty good shape. Uh, there's a bit of work to kind of organize it all. There's been a lot of operators, they've been taking a different approach, they had a different focus, they did some great work, um, but to have uh, one company holding the entire property as Margot does, uh, really opens things up to look at a regional scale and say, okay, we've got these high grade veins, we've got these smaller targets, these sort of tight confined things, but how does the system as a whole fit in? Because you're looking at such a large area, you're talking about whatever, 15 or 16 kilometers. Much of the area has not been examined for bulk tonnage targets. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think this is a huge opportunity. And I, when I started looking at the data, I thought this is something I'd like to really get into. There's a lot of value in that data. The Taurus area is in the valley, not a lot of outcrop. So back in the mid nineties, they did uh, IP. 25 years have passed since that, that work was done. It was really good quality data, but the processing techniques have changed. Um, so we just took three lines of data right over the Taurus zone, and we had that digitized and reprocessed. And within those three lines, we can see new targets that look just like the Taurus signature that don't have a drill fold in them. So that's what the old data does for us. It's just generating new places for us to look. What you see in, in the resource model or in the mine maps or in the surface outcrops, it's all the same story. It's a high grade vein and it's got alteration that's very visible, very, um, we'll say standardized almost across all these properties. So mm -hmm. previously differently held properties. Um, it's easy to recognize the alteration, it's easy to follow it, and it's easy to pick up pieces that are high grade. Of course, those are the ones we get excited about. I know we talked about visible gold before. Um, that's a wonderful thing to see, but when, in terms of a bulk tonnage model, you really have to incorporate those um, the, the margins of the veins. And in a lot of cases, historically, those areas weren't even sampled because it, it's not the focus, it wasn't the mandate at the time. It's a huge system, so there's a lot still that hasn't been explored. So on top of the existing resources that are hopefully easy to exploit, there's uh, a lot of potential for new stuff in the area. One of the really interesting targets is called Wings Canyon. You know, I'm not exaggerating. It's about 500 meters from the east side of the tourist deposit. You walk across to this zone. You don't cross a single outcrop. There's really, there's not a drill hole in that 500 meter zone. You get to the edge of this canyon and as far as you can see, east, west, up, down, um, in all directions, is alteration and veining. And there is no drilling between that and the Taurus zone. So I think the potential for expansion, for new areas, for new discoveries is, is really very, very good. This is a really great opportunity. The access on the property is really good. There are a lot of historic roads. All the trails, you can get to everything by truck, so you know you're not uh, you, you don't have to use a helicopter or anything expensive to mobilize drills or or once you get to extraction, 
uh, build any roads or anything. It's not like you're clinging to the side of a mountain slope or anything like that. You can move things in, you can get your fuel cheaply, you can get your, your personnel to site, you can get your samples in and out and your equipment moved in. And that's exciting as far as controlling costs and also being able to test more targets. The Table Mountain, half of the project, they never even looked at the bulk tonnage possibilities. All they were doing was following high-grade veins. So there's 2,000 drill holes on Table Mountain. We've got all the logs. We've got all the data in the database. Um, mostly, they didn't sample what looked like low-grade, and we've got all we've got that drill core. Very cheaply, we can assess some of these areas. We don't have to drill a new hole. We just have to go to a hole that's already been drilled and sampled. Everything holds together really well, both geologically and in terms of the database. Um, it's a really well-compiled project that that just we're excited to take it i'm excited we're all excited to take it to the next level thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the interview why not subscribe to cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com and of course our youtube channel crux investor plus you can catch us most days on twitter and linkedin we really love getting your feedback so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon